There is a story of an ascetic, a person who lived in the middle of the desert, rarely eating, rarely having anything to drink, yet always praying. One day, perhaps as this person was thinking how holy of a person they had become, forgoing all worldly desires and devoting their life solely to prayer, an angel appeared to them, saying, In the city, there is someone who is your equal. Whatever this person has to spare, they give it to those in need, while all day long they sing, Holy, 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 alongside the choir of angels. Your equal, the angel says, just a different expression of the spiritual life. This morning we hear about the big showdown between Martha and Mary, the doer and the sitter around, icons, they say, of the active life and the contemplative life, the life of works and the life of prayer. Which is better, this morning's gospel seems to ask, and in it we hear an answer. Mary has chosen the better part. I suppose this answer, however, is predicated on understanding what the two options were that Jesus had to choose from and realizing that there might just be a third option. First, we have Martha, who we heard was out and about around town when she saw Jesus and welcomed him into her home. Luke quickly goes on to tell us that Martha gets annoyed as she runs around distracted by her many tasks, and how finally she's had enough, runs into the other room and asks, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the works by myself? That's option one for Jesus to evaluate. A life of obligation and disappointment obliged to run around doing all the things we think we have to do and being constantly confronted with the disappointments we find in the other when they don't live up to our expectations. And then we have Mary, who were simply told, sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. That's option two a model of setting aside time to spend with the Lord, a model of a life of prayer. I suppose if there were only option one and option two, that the latter would indeed be the better part. But as Anglicans, we never really like two options and always feel compelled to birth at least a third, striving for a middle ground. So. Maybe there is an option three, letting our entire lives be a prayer. There's an order of monks who say that there are three levels of prayer, repentance, presence, and union. Repentance, they say, is not to look backward with regret, but to look forward with hope. That is how we have a metanoia, a change of heart. 
And it is through this ceaseless practice of hoping that we eventually enter into the second stage of prayer, seeing God in the world and the world as an act of God, a perpetual theophany, a perpetual appearance of God in our lives. Imagine that. Every person, every sight, every sound, every smell, every taste, every touch, every experience we have on this earth being but an action of the supernatural breaking into our natural world, the divine desperately trying to whisper something to us, calling us to something new. The day we come to believe that, the day we truly believe that we just don't dialogue with God, but that God is also speaking to us, that, they say, is when we can enter into the third level of prayer, union with God. That level when the division of prayer life and daily life melts away because our lives become our prayers. Everything we do, everything we think, everything we say doesn't become but is a prayer to God, a prayer with God, recognizing that it is through God and God alone that we live and move and have our being. That's the day we truly become living sacrifices, lives made holy, living not for ourselves, but for him who died and shattered the gates of Hades, all to give us eternal life. Our life then becomes eternal, because through grace and grace alone, we found that union with God, union with the eternal, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who was and is and is to come. So imagine if our divine director were to run through this morning's scene one more time, that scene with Mary and Martha. Here are the notes. Mary, you're perfect. Just keep on doing what you're doing at the feet of Jesus, listening to his every word and soaking up Christ's presence with every fiber of your being. But Martha, you need a little more prayer in your life. In every plate that you're washing and in every dish that you're preparing, I need you to see God in all that you're doing. I need you to really feel God's presence and humor me. Would you mind singing that thrice holy hymn while you're working? That song that goes, holy, 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 God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. And believe it this time, you know, because it's the truth. See God's glory in everything that God has given you and in everything that God has called you to do. 
basking in that prayerful light till our traveling days are done, infusing prayer both into our moments of stillness and into our daily work. Equal, the angel says, just different expressions of the spiritual life. 